Welcome to Breaking Free Authentically, the podcast where we explore what redefining relationships looks like through a sex-positive lens. Let's kick shame and guilt to the curb and really start living a sexy, authentic life. I'm passionate about normalizing out-of-the-box ways of designing relationships. There's nothing quite like finding your tribe and experiencing the freedom of being completely yourself without judgment. I'm your host, Kareen Bedard, your sex-positive relationship designer, and I'm here to guide you in creating the relationship you desire, whether that is a more open one or simply a more empowered one. Join me every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to enjoy the newest episode. Well, welcome to episode 65 of Breaking Free Authentically. I'm excited to be back. I have just slowed down a little bit. I needed to take some personal time to just kind of recover a little bit. With the move this summer and so many changes in my life, I just kind of burnt out and it was a lot to keep the podcast going every single week. So I went to every two weeks for the past um, month. So that's why you haven't seen as many podcasts coming out. I'm hoping to be back next week as well and just be back on the every week. Um... I'm hoping to do that. I will try my very best. I do have one recorded, so it's a matter of just um, getting that all set up and edited before next week. So um, I will do my very best, but know that I haven't quit. I am not stopping and I'm trying to keep up with everything, but I miss you guys and I want to be here for you and keep putting out new content and keep having these amazing conversations because they're so important to me. And speaking of conversations, my podcast today is with a very special guest called Joe Levitt, and she is a lifestyle and confidence coach. And she's also the host of the Confidence Swinger podcast, which I know you would enjoy because she's just really lovely. And I feel like her and I have so many of the same things. In fact, I think like we have very parallel things going on in our lives right now and just parallel struggles. And um, it's just really interesting when you meet people and realize that you're actually not really that different. um, And the things that sometimes you're ashamed of, the things that you struggle with are things that everybody struggles with. Um, And it's always just a nice reminder that you're not alone. So I just really enjoyed this conversation today. I want to just kind of preface the conversation with a little bit of an explanation of what we're going to talk about. And so we talk about like, why you possibly might need a coach if you've already changed your mindset and are in the lifestyle already. Like why, why would you need, why would you need to break free from conformity? Why would you need to do any of that work? And as you'll see today, there's a lot of things that you just might not expect when you enter this world. And one of the big things that we talk about off the bat is kind of the difference between intentions versus expectations and really being 
unattached to the outcome. And that can shift your energy completely when going into lifestyle situations. You know, how we show up, the confidence and the empowerment that we show up with really determines our success in this world and how we are perceived by others and welcomed. And people don't want to be pressured into things. Everybody's in this world for different reasons, but the thing that we do not enjoy is when people come into this world and expect you to have sex with them, expect to have, you know, a threesome or an orgy or whatever right off the bat. That's not necessarily how it works. Everybody thinks it's all about sex, but that's that's actually not the first thing. And as much as we can talk all about that and create the most exciting sexual experiences that you may ever experience, that is not the first thing that you need to have your mind wrapped around. Because I promise you that you will have difficulty getting to that point if that is your number one priority and goal. So a coach can really help you to show up with the right mindset and show up with the right energy so that you're magnetic to other people and not a repelling energy. And we also mention a little bit about, you know, how not to be that guy and that's important. And so I really have a passion and a heart for men and single men in this world because it is difficult. It's a, it's a female led world in general. And when you're a couple, it's easier than being a single in this world. It's much easier for single women than it is for single men, but for very different reasons. And a lot of times single women feel like they're being used or being they're sought after, you know, kind of as a novelty item sometimes just to fulfill people's fantasies. But single women are people and single women get to choose what kind of experiences they want. They're not just there for a couple's pleasure. So please keep that in mind. If you're coming into this world, you're not just going to go find a unicorn and just have, you know, the threesome of your dreams. Like, you're building connections with people and you're entering a world where you get to be yourself. So I just want to preface this conversation with that kind of thing. Um, single men, you know, get a bad rap because there's a lot of single men that come in with all the wrong expectations thinking they're just going to come in and get laid. And again, this is why I don't talk as much about the sexual aspect of things because I, that is something we definitely can talk about and I have no trouble talking about that. But I don't want you coming into this world with the wrong mindset because if you come in with the right mindset, I guarantee that your sexual experiences will be phenomenal and so exciting and so much fun and relaxed and they will be the icing on the cake rather than a disappointment or a, something that you use to escape from your real world. And so I'm really passionate about that because I don't want you to make the mistake that I made in the beginning where I just was a little bit sex crazy and I didn't put the priorities in the right place. And so we're going to talk to you about that. We're going to unpack that a little bit and um, see if we can make it a little bit easier for you. But please reach out. I would love to help you in this journey. Like there's nothing I'm more passionate about than to guide people because I love this world I love it when 
I am with like-minded people and I get to be my authentic self. Um, but also you've got to find the right people and the right energy will draw out the right people. So it's taken a while to curate the right group of friends. Um, and I want that for you. I want you to find your people and just have an amazing time in this world. So buckle up. Here we go. We are going to talk about the lifestyle. Do you feel like you've been sold a fairy tale when it comes to sex and love? Why isn't it working? Why am I not fulfilled or satisfied? Why do I have a deep longing for more? Maybe you've had some of these thoughts. Did you know it's not your fault? That's right. You've been brainwashed since childhood with disempowering beliefs about sex and relationships. This is known as the mono mindset. If you're tired of feeling stuck, you're ready for breaking free from conformity. The eight week program where you will learn how the mono mindset has set you up for failure in relationships. Why you think of sex as wrong or taboo. Why you judge yourself. You will finally learn how to have empowered relationships with confidence and success. Many of my clients have said, Kareen, I didn't know I had choices. I thought I needed a partner to feel complete. I thought I was supposed to suppress my desires to have a successful relationship. What if you could learn to love yourself and your desires without guilt? Well, you can. With Breaking Free from Conformity, the eight-week program, shifting the subconscious programming that is keeping you stuck. It's not your fault. You weren't given a choice. It's time to break free and start living your life. To register, go to offers.kareenbedard.com forward slash BFFC for breaking free from conformity. I can't wait for you to find ultimate freedom and create an empowered relationship for yourself. Please visit our website at www.breakingfreeauthentically.com and subscribe to our mailing list so you never miss an episode. Be sure to leave a review on Podchaser by clicking the link at the top of the page. That would mean the world to me. Finally, I'd love for you to join Breaking Free Authentically, our private sex-positive relationship community on Facebook. All the links will be posted in the show notes. Enjoy the show. Well, welcome back to Breaking Free Authentically. Today, my guest is Joe Levitt, and she is a life coach, but not just any life coach. I'm going to let her tell you a little bit more, but she is right up my alley because she is a lifestyle coach. And some of you might be like, oh, does she teach exercise and, you know, world travel and all that? No, the lifestyle, the LS, ethical non-monogamy. We are coming right back to our roots this week on the podcast, we're going to talk about swinging and why you possibly might need a coach when you're in this world because you've already made the change. You've already broken free from conformity for all quote unquote intents and purposes, right? But um, Joe, tell us a little bit about what you do and what got you into this world a little bit. Uh, so first of all, I am so, so excited to be here. So thank you so much. Um, I am Joe Levitt. I am a life coach for swingers, lifestyle coach, confidence coach. I'm still kind of playing with my title. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Um, 
But really, yeah, I'm a life coach for swingers. And I love that. I've been in the lifestyle for 17 years with my husband. And when I first started coaching, I'm so fucking passionate about coaching. But when I started coaching, I was like, who's my audience? Like, who who do I want to work with? Like, mm-hmm. who am I really driven to help? And I tried on a couple different hats that just didn't feel right until my husband actually sort of made like this offhand comment about, um, I think his comment was something about like, well, you really should probably like help these guys figure out how to make the first move because so many of them can't do that. And I was like, fucking yes. Like that's (laughs) it. Like it's so simple. I cannot believe that I didn't see it before. So I am so driven to help people in the lifestyle. The majority of my audience and my clients are already in the lifestyle and they're just struggling with some things. So that a lot of that is struggling with like making connections with other people, with other swingers. A lot of them struggle with meeting people. They're shy or they're introverted or they're just, um, they don't have the confidence. And Mm. that's really like, where I'm driven to help. They don't have the confidence to put themselves out there. They're, they have the big fear of rejection and they don't know how to do that. They don't feel comfortable in that. And then they don't know how to build that attraction. They don't know how to make that connection. They don't know if anybody else is, is interested in them. Mm-hmm. And then if by some miraculous chance they do get to that point, they don't know how to make the first move. So Unless the pussy falls in their lap, they just <laughs> they they don't end up making anything happen. So mm. enter Joe. Excuse me. That is so common. Um so many men are afraid. And it's because um it is such a female-led environment, I think. Like like the women, we run their show kind of thing. And that's great in the sense that we can feel safe and and it's not like men are just going to come and just take what they want and stuff. So it is a very safe environment when you're talking about that. But it does make it really difficult for men. They don't know how to like it's like they're too scared to make a move because they don't want to be that guy, which I've said, don't be that guy. How to not be that guy. Right. Um, and so I have a real passion for working with men, too, because because I think like they have they get a bad rap because one bad apple ruins it for all the other men. And then they're scared to make a move and like get mislead or misrepresented or, you know, they don't want to be forceful or, but then they just become so timid and they don't make any moves, which isn't really that sexy. It's really not. I know it's it's a double-edged sword for sure. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I did a podcast episode recently on like single guys in the lifestyle and mm. why they have such um, a bad reputation, why mm-hmm. they have such a negative stigma. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really, it's been my experience that the bad apples, quote unquote, the mm-hmm. the um, bad single guy experiences that most people have had have been online. They've been with men that aren't actually a part of the lifestyle. Right. They've They've been with men that are on lifestyle 
profiles and or websites and apps and things like that because they're the men that love the idea of easy sex. So the idea for them is that the lifestyle is just easy sex, they can just make a profile and they are going to have the pussy fall in their lap. And so they come to the situation with that energy, that graspy, needy, pushy, aggressive kind of energy. And it happens so, so frequently that now people are just like, fuck single guys and not in a good way. (laughs) And Yeah, exactly. It's really, it's really sad because um, it's true. There, there's such a bad rap because there are so many men that don't have the confidence or the balls to, to 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 really talk about it with their partner. And so they do it in secret. And, you know, if you're talking with another swinger, you're kind of assuming that that they're being ethical, which is why I instead of called it calling it consensual non-monogamy, I still like to call it ethical non-monogamy because to me the the ethics of it are so important. And you know, there's what's ethical, what's not. I mean, honesty is ethical and um, honesty with your partner, honesty with the people around you, being authentic, being genuine and coming coming in the right energy. That is so important, right? How we show up, we're either going to draw the right people to us or push them away. Um, and that I don't think people understand, you know, like if you come into this lifestyle with a desperation to fix your situation or you're unhappy in life or whatever, it's not going to work out for you. And that's why I start where I start with the breaking free from conformity program for me, because there's so much programming that we are fighting. And like, Mm -hmm. people are just like, they're going straight to rebellion right? Like, I don't want to follow the system anymore. So I'm going to go this other way. And then they're like, I don't have any of the tools or training for going the other way. And so they goof up and they ruin their relationships or they, they do things that are so harmful to other people because they just think it's a free for all because they're so desperate to get out of their situation. But really what they need to do is kind of clear that energy from at a subconscious level and really shift that programming and become aware of how to change their mindset and to, to finally go, Oh, I have the freedom to want what I want. Mm -hmm. I have the freedom to desire what I desire. There's no shame in that. I can't always ethically have it happen. There's no shame in the wanting of it, the desire of it. And when you take that shame away, all of a sudden you're not hiding the desire. You're not, you're not, being secretive with it, all of a sudden you can talk about it. There might be a way to make that happen. There might be an ethical way to make that fantasy that you have come true and work for everybody if you can shift that programming at a deep enough level. But when you don't have the confidence to even look at what you're leaving, you're just rebelling. You are. Yeah. And then it's it's not going to come from that good, healthy energy. Mm-hmm. It's going to come from that, that greedy, graspy, it's all about yeah. me. Like, and, and I don't mean like, it's all about me in a, in a good way. I mean that it's all about me in a bad way. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. like the actual selfish motivation for it. Like, and, and that selfish motivation simply comes from not feeling worthy. Like, right. let's be real. Let's get to the bottom of confidence at its baseline level. We can't have confidence if we don't love who we are, and we can't love who we are if we are ashamed of who we are. Absolutely. 
Yeah, for sure. Like confidence is not about like about anything other than you accepting who you are and recognizing your worth period. Mm -hmm. That's it. Like Mm -hmm. that's what confidence, that's where it stems from. Mm -hmm. And it's such a hard thing because so many people, I have so many, you know, clients or people that reach out to me and they're like, well, I don't know what to say. I need to know what to say to break the ice. I need to know, I need to know the steps. Tell me the words to say. (laughs) And I'm like, it doesn't it's matter. Words. It's not the words. And they, and I get it too, because mm. I've been in that same place as, you know, building a business. I've been from in that same space. That's like, I need somebody to tell me how to market. And <laughs> I have had to have the realization that it's like, it doesn't fucking matter so much what I say. It's how I feel and my energy, because when I'm in that right energy, the right words are going to come. And it is the same fucking thing when you are trying to um, meet people and connect with people. Mm -hmm. When you're in that right energy, Mm -hmm. you're not trying to find what to say. It's going to come because it's going to come just naturally. You're not going to be searching for it. Oh, so glad you said that. Cause I, I have had clients and I, I've had to like let go of of clients before when all they want is just tell me the words to say. I've I don't know the words to say. I've never been taught the words to say. And I was like, you could say all the right words mm-hmm. with the wrong energy, and it will not make a fucking difference. So forget about the fucking words. Yeah. And Start to value yourself and to start to look at your life from a different perspective. Because when we're stuck in a cycle of desperation or devaluing ourselves or or devaluing others for that matter, like when we're jaded and we're like, you know, all men are shit. Right. You have that kind of attitude, you are actually going to see everything about every man that is shit. You will not even notice the good things. You won't. Absolutely. You absolutely won't. And life will be terrible for you, but you mm-hmm. will be unaware of that. You will just be in a victim cycle and blame it on other people and say, oh, I just don't have the words to say, or they don't understand me, or they're intimidated by me. And it's like, no, you're intimidated by you. You're intimidated by life. and you struggle to to sort of let go of control of how things have to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you've grown up with trauma and when you've had, you know, you've had to fend for yourself or your voice wasn't heard or listened to or valued, you've learned to make your voice small. You've learned to close up what you want to say and make it small. Um, if you want to say chakra, your throat chakra gets blocked, right? You might have a lot of sore throats. You might have a lot of strep throat. I just got over strep throat again. (laughs) And literally I had a sore throat for a week and then that went away, but then I had strep throat and I get strep throat almost every year. And my voice has been silenced for years and years and years and years and years and years and years. I have so much to say, but I didn't feel like I was allowed to truly say it. And so I would force what I would say to people. Right. Because I knew that what I had to say was important, but I didn't feel like I was allowed to. I didn't value myself enough to really trust. And so when I was a a born again evangelical Christian, I, you know, I had to tell people 
that they were going to hell or I had to tell them that I had this truth that that nobody had and I I was responsible for telling them that. And so my energy was that you have to believe what I believe or else you're going to hell basically. And so every time I would teach something or I would approach something it was always in that energy of you have to listen to me. I'm going to force you to listen to me. Mm-hmm. And that's a very repelling energy. Absolutely. You know, right? it's it is for sure. I just did this. Um, I just did a, an episode I'm working on. I don't think it's actually dropped yet, but an episode on um, setting intentions instead of expectations. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of my clients, of course, are like already in the lifestyle. So they go to um, events and things like that a lot. And so our brains like to know what's coming. Our brains like to have a plan. Right. Mm -hmm. And so our brains are already kind of hardwired to do a lot of shit, like focus on the negative and all of those things that until you intentionally retrain your brain, it's always going to do that. And you're not going to be able to intentionally retrain your brain until you're aware of the problem. So hence what you do and what I do is like bringing that awareness to people. So first, like recognizing that your brain is already going to want to set expectations. And so you need to um, be aware of that. And instead of letting your brain set expectations or creating these expectations, it's so much more powerful for you to set a personal intention. It's like that intention of how you want to be and how you want to show up because your intention is something that is totally in your control. Mm -hmm. Whereas like expectations, kind of like what you, what you were talking about when you were bringing this message to people and it was your responsibility for them to Mm -hmm. listen. Mm-hmm. And so your expectation required them. It was dependent on the actions right. of other people. Yeah. Instead, and so it comes out in that like graspy, greedy, yucky, mm-hmm. aggressive energy. Mm-hmm. And that's the same way that people like these like um, people when you go to a party and they come off like aggressive and oh, pushy yeah. and like oh, yeah. you meet them and you just get that 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 vibe that energy like creep run away yes mm-hmm. it's because they have this expectation that you want to play with them they mm-hmm. have this expectation they may not be aware of it and that's the other thing is our brains are such tricky little assholes <laughs> that they only allow very little bit up into our consciousness. So we have all of these beliefs buried. (laughs) So that's why I I so strongly believe in setting an intention, an intention that is just totally what is in your power, not reliant on anybody else. You be unattached to the outcome Mm -hmm. and you just go in taking control of how you want to show up to a situation. Um, I had a podcast guest like uh, months ago who's a therapist, and she said expectations are premeditated disappointments. Mm, that's so true. So powerful. Woo. Yeah, I like you, that. You can write that one down because I yes. was like, wow. Premeditated, premeditated disappointment. disappointment. So like when you show up, let's just play this out. You show up at a party. First of all, you're you're nervous and you don't feel worthy, so you're afraid that nobody's going to want to connect with you. This is this is probably the baseline that's happening whenever you're going to set an ex- an expectation mm-hmm. because it's fear based. 
Yes. So, okay, well, what if I'm not enough? What if I'm not attractive enough? What if someone doesn't want me? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to fake build myself up. Be like, no, no, I am, you know, I'm the prize and everybody wants me. And so, of course, I'm going to I'm going to get what I want. And if I don't, then I failed. Mm hmm. So now this is sort of a pep talk, but the energy behind it is out of lack. Absolutely. Out of scarcity. So we set an expectation that is likely not going to happen because we actually aren't setting ourselves up for it to happen because we're kind of afraid that it actually would happen because we don't know what we would do in the situation. <laughs> right. And so we're we're actually like we don't recognize it. We're not aware of it, but we're self-sabotaging so much. Yeah. 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 And it's self, what is it? Um, self-fulfilling prophecy, right? It's like, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Right? It's um, because, yeah, people, and what we were talking about earlier with, um, like not, it not mattering so much what you say it matters, what you feel like what mm -hmm. you're thinking when you're saying those things it's kind of the same way in that kind of situation. Like people are not going to respond to what you say and they're not going to respond to what you do. They're going to respond to what you believe. And those beliefs are right. subconscious, most of them, because all of those little things, your beliefs are going to come out in all of these millions and millions of little subconscious cues that you're not aware of. And actually other people aren't aware of on a conscious level, but they're still there. Right. So, you know, that's how your energy gets sent out. It's like mm -hmm. all of these minuscule little um, body changes mm -hmm. that you're not aware of, and they're not aware of consciously, but they're all there. And that's the message that you're sending. So when your deep belief in yourself is that I'm not enough, mm -hmm. that's what people are going to respond to. So if your belief is that you're not enough, you're going to energetically try to build yourself up with someone. Mm -hmm. So if you're trying to build yourself up energetically, you're not aware that this is happening. This is all at the subconscious level. Are you going to be focused on the other person? Or are you going to be focused on yourself? You're absolutely going to be focused on yourself because you have to, you have to be focused on yourself. You have to be focused on like, well, I'm doing the right things. I'm doing the right things. I'm saying the right things. Right. This person's going to want me. And it's, again, it's coming from, like you said, from that need-based, from that fear-based. I and have to say that I have really good oral skills or that I'm this or that, oh, you know, absolutely. like I got to talk about all these things. But let's think about it from the other perspective. Let's say you come in and you're like, it doesn't matter to me or my worth if I have sex with anybody tonight or if anybody chooses me out of anybody. If my intention is to go and just enjoy being with people and getting to be myself and not have to filter my thoughts and my, my, who I am, and I just get to go and enjoy people, I'm going to come to you with an energy of, why are you here? And what do you want from tonight? And what's, you know, what brought you to this lifestyle or whatever? That's a completely different energy. Now we're connecting. Mm -hmm. Now we're allowing some vulnerability because we feel safe with each other. Oh. And now we have a hope of actually making it to second base or a third base or whatever you want. But because it doesn't have to happen. Exactly. And because you would be satisfied if that didn't happen, there's no desperation for anything to happen. And so you're able to just be present in the moment, in your body, 
with someone else. And it doesn't matter if they choose you, you're choosing them. Right. And you're you're choosing to to get closer to them by getting to know them a little bit. You're not in the energy of proving to someone that you're worth being around. Absolutely. Yeah. And you're not, uh, um, I had this thought and then it just like, boop, went away. Um, you're not apologizing for who you are. You're not exactly. You're not trying to be, that's maybe that you're not trying to be somebody that they're going to like, you're just you. You're you. And so that's what's going to come through to them is that this is who I am. And so the energy that they are going to get is not going to be, it's going to be sincere and Mm -hmm. it's going to be confident. And that's what people are drawn to. I say this all the time. Mm -hmm. Like you can't change what you look like to, to, to a small degree, you're not going to be able to change how tall you are, how old you are, you know, all of those things. You can't change that, but you can 150,000% change how you feel about yourself. You can 150,000% change your confidence. And that is what makes a difference anyway. That is what people are drawn to is your confidence, your energy. I'm going to just go on a limb on a limb and say this because because you've talked about, you know, like there's nothing that we can do about our external appearance or whatever a lot of times, right? And to me, I'm going to say that there are so many larger women in the lifestyle that are fucking the most sexy people I have ever seen rather than the perfect model twigs. Do you know why? Because they're fucking owning it and they're just like, I am here to be me and I'm not going to apologize to anyone for who I am. I'm going to wear this sexy outfit and I'm going to rock it and own it. That's fucking beautiful. That's fucking magnetizing and sexy as hell. And those ones who are perfectly fit and everything, sometimes they're doing that because they think that's where they get their worth and they still can't let go in a setting. They are wor- they're the ones who think that they are the most unattractive and they they're physically on the outside some of the most beautiful. Right. But their inner inner anxiety and tension inside of themselves and the non-freedom to be themselves clouds that. And you don't connect with them because they're just so blocked. It it's makes them, it makes it makes them ugly. It does. It does and it's sad. And I'm 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 I have somebody very clearly in my mind, and I'm sure that there that you probably have somebody very clearly in your mind that you think this, and probably all of the listeners do too. That somebody that is beautiful on the outside and just toxic, yeah, just ugly on the inside, and it's it makes you want to avoid them at all cost and they don't even recognize that which is really sad and there's no amount of of boob jobs Mm-mm. or liposuction that can change that you know so like i don't care if you get boobs if you get liposuction or anything but it's very important to me that before you do that you love who you are because it's not going to change anything Yes. Instead, you're going to get that done and you're going to be like, oh, look at these scars. 
It's going to be something. Or, or, or you're going to get those done and you're going to say, oh, well, look at this chin or look at these thighs. Yeah, or, There's need, always going more. to be something else. And it's I, I'm working on a podcast episode that's like, before you change your body, change your mind. Mm-hmm. Change the way your mind sees your body. Change the way you feel about your body. And then if you do it, if you want to mm-hmm. get the boob job, then get the boob job. If you yeah. want to get the tummy tuck, then get the tummy tuck. But that should not be your go-to. That's that not should... going to be the fix. And I wish it's people understood gonna... that. It's not going to make you more beautiful. It's going to make you look more perfect, but not be more beautiful. And beauty is really in within. And I just wanted to mention that as a side note, because I think a lot of people are like, oh, I can't be in the lifestyle because I'm not like a model or I'm not the beautiful, the most beautiful. And I was like, I'm like the girl next door. Like, I've never thought of myself as sexy Mm -hmm. until I came into this lifestyle and I kept hearing, oh, my God, you're so sexy. And I was like, I'm like five, two and I have stretch marks and I have a bit of a gut. And like, I just never thought of myself as like particularly sexy. I was cute. But I didn't think of myself as sexy. And now I'm like, I'm fucking sexy. Right. Why? Because I walk around like I'm sexy and I have no doubts about it. I'm not perfect. I really am not. But it doesn't matter to me because my energy radiates. When I walk in a room, people are genuinely so happy to see me mm-hmm. and they love me. And that's what matters to me. Like we're going out for dinner with with some of our swinger friends tonight. We're going out for wings. And um, there's this funny thing, like the owner of the club here has started this trend with like track suits, like the two cans and tires, like this, like this thing, or like the the plaid suit from, I forget, the gentleman or something, mm-hmm. um, the thugs in that movie. Um, anyways, so all these guys have these, like horrid looking sweats track suits but you know what we go out and we're like okay we're wearing wearing the track suits guys you know and it's a thing and we all own it and i'm telling you people watch us like who are these people they have such an energy there's just we're just also connected it's such a beautiful thing and i think people come into the lifestyle because they think they're coming into it for the sex and it's like I barely play in lifestyle anymore. I've been here. I've been in lifestyle 10 years and I could give two fucks if I go and have sex with anybody else. That's not what I'm here for. I've had amazing experiences and I can if I want to. Mm-hmm. But usually I choose to just stay on the dance floor or out and socialize with my friends because I love being in that energy and I love just the camaraderie and the connection with people and just getting to be myself and be sexy and not be judged for it. And I just love that kind of energy to be around. And to be honest, my my partner and I, we're the ones who play together most often. You know, it's, we rarely hook up with other people at the club. And that is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know? it- and some people are just like, oh, I need to have sex with it. Well, why do you need to have sex with other people? Like, sure, if you want to experience new things and, and exciting things, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you have to, you really need to check why. When I got into the lifestyle, I was desperately starved for sex. So I came with that energy of like, I have to have sex. I have to do this. And and so I 
I kind of like forced my energy on people and I had to really like fall into this like ease and comfort and, and recognize that I could have such a great time and it had nothing to do with me being chosen as a sexual object. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I so do. I totally yeah. get that. Yeah. And that wasn't a reflection of me. It was nothing personal. Yeah. And in fact, I feel like if someone wants to be in my energy and just have great conversations and maybe even cuddle with me, to me, that is a bigger honor than if they want to take me to the back and have sex with me. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's so great that that you said that, or one of the things that came up for me when you said that is like how you, I'm betting, I'm guessing, no longer have any fear of rejection at a club at all. No. Because you know that it is not, if somebody decides that they are attracted to you or not attracted to you, it in no way changes the way you feel about yourself. Mm-mm. And that's the thing that I want and driven and dying mm-hmm. <laughs> to help my clients get over that hump yeah. of that fear of rejection and helping them recognize like deep in their gut, recognize that somebody not wanting to play with you is not a reflection of you. It is not period. That's it. Mm-hmm. End of story. Mm-hmm. It's not, not a reflection of you mm-hmm. unless you're making it a reflection of yeah. you. Like what's the story you're telling yourself, you know? Exactly. Oh, well, nobody's going to choose me because I'm really not that attractive. Well, you've just proven your point. Yeah. Absolutely. No, it's not your energy that's pushed someone away. It's the fact that you're not attractive. That's what you're going to think. But really, your desperate energy is probably what made you unapproachable or made people feel unsafe or made people keep their guard up and not relax around you. But if you're just there to really just connect with other people and get to know them, and that's not necessarily your agenda, then you're going to approach people so much differently. And you can tell like the people that are there, they're kind of stiff and looking around. It's like they're scouting out like, you know, some of the single guys will come and they think that they're just coming and they're going to get laid. And it's like, no, no, that's not, that's not what happens. But if you're a single guy and you come and you start hanging out and you start talking and laughing and complimenting people and just being in the energy, I'm probably going to ask you to come join us. Right. Because now you're a fun person to be around. And I don't feel like I'm going to disappoint you if I don't want to have sex with you. Yeah, absolutely. That's a big thing for those of us. There's a lot of us that are people pleasers and creatives and, and stuff in this world because we tend to be. And and I did an article for um, uh, Business Insider talking about um, how a lot of neurodivergent people are in the lifestyle. and one of the reasons is because we like novelty and we like new things and exciting things um, and variety. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so what happens is if you are neurodivergent and you're coming into this world and you're like, this is a way to like have new experiences and that your intention is to be open to have new experiences, you're going to have that look very different than I have to have a threesome tonight or I have to have a gangbang or whatever, or an orgy. I don't even like orgies. Like I just stay away from that room. That's like too impersonal for me. I'd rather have one-on-one. Like that's just my preference, but 
I've recognized now that, oh, it was the idea of like feeling bad. Okay, people pleasers. That's what I was getting at. There was people pleasers and neurodivergent people in this world a lot. And we want to please people. We want to say yes to people, make them happy. And so if you have like a linger, someone that is putting a little bit of pressure on you in their energy, you want to get away from them, but you also feel bad saying no to them. And so you want to include them because you want them to feel welcome. But then you're like, and you're afraid you're going to do everything to like not connect with them so that they don't ask you to go to the back. Do you know, like you're going to keep it very surfacey. But if that person doesn't seem to have that as their agenda, then you're like flirting with them and there's just like you're dancing with them and it's just going to naturally happen. And chances are you can be much more open to that possibility Um, because I I still find it uncomfortable to say no to people. Um, And that's something that I still need to work on because it's like my throat chakra again. It's like. I had to be the good girl and I had to follow the rules and obey and be submissive, you know, and all those kinds of things I was taught. And so when it's like time to stand up for my boundaries, there's still like a little bit of remnants of programming that says, yeah, but as a woman, I am there to make sure that he has a good time. (laughs) Right. Or, you know, and, and it's like, that's not true at all, but I still struggle with that. Like feeling bad if I, demand too much. Right. What if and I'm too know, demanding? It's interesting. One of the things that I think people don't recognize, and I probably didn't even recognize it on a conscious level, is when you are really working on building yourself up, when you're working on building your confidence and and like leaning into your self-worth, you don't recognize how much you need to be willing to face what's uncomfortable. That is really discomfort. You have to be lead in to that discomfort in order for you to get past those things and not even get past them, but you're never going to not avoid those things if you don't lean into that discomfort. And yeah, life is going to be discomfort, like, and it's going to be uncomfortable. Shit is going to be uncomfortable. Saying no to people is going to be uncomfortable that doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. And so many people avoid things that are uncomfortable. They don't lean into it. Oh, one of the big questions that's so good. One of the big questions that I have my clients ask is who does this benefit? Like at the end of the day, if you are benefiting someone else to help them avoid discomfort, are you going to have discomfort because of it? Yes. Because that's going to cause resentment. And in the end, you're going to make them even more uncomfortable because now you're resenting. Now you're in a terrible energy. Now you feel bad about yourself because you've reacted in a way that you don't like. You've not been a good friend. Now you're like uptight because you did not, you did not hold your boundaries firm And it seems like that was a selfish decision to just put a boundary up. But what it's done is it's caused you to now resent someone that didn't do anything wrong because they didn't have a boundary. They didn't know that they were crossing a boundary. Yep. So true. So true. There's so much. And There's so much about that. And until you're willing to 
see things differently. And here's like, I had this crazy epiphany moment this morning. Um, I just like sobbed in the shower for like a half hour, which mm-hmm. was just fabulous. Like <laughs> I was like complaining to my coach. Um, I was like, nobody fucking told me growth was going to be this hard. Yeah, right. <laughs> But I had that realization that the reason that people avoid growth is because it's uncomfortable, because it's hard, because it's painful, because they you have to own your shit. You have to own your shit. Ugh. Oh my god! And it's the owning and not make shit. things weird. Oh my god! It's so hard. It's so hard. And I'm like, like having this moment. I'm like just tears streaming. And I'm like, it's because I have to own the realization that I've been an asshole in certain situations. And I'm like, then I have like all of this shame and shame feels so shitty. And I'm like, this is why people don't want to grow. But it was like, I'm feeling all of those terrible things, but equally feeling how amazing it is that I can have that realization moment Mm -hmm. because I had to have that realization moment to be able to get past it. Mm -hmm. And I can never be more Mm -hmm. without that realization, without that pain. And so instead of like the old Joe would have just, um, distracted myself and Mm. I would have gotten out on my phone or I would have, you know, done the things to avoid feeling those, that, uncomfortableness Mm -hmm. and the new joe is like no like you need to feel this let yourself feel this Mm -hmm. like lean into it yeah it fucking sucks and Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's hard and you know you go cry in the shower for a half hour but let let that shame come for a moment but then let it move through and don't don't hold the shame and that like shame is is something that is there to tell us that something's not right. Like, you know, and we can hang on to the shame and be like, oh, I'm so ashamed that I didn't do that or that I didn't hold my boundary or whatever. It's like, wait a second. You were programmed to say yes to everyone. You were programmed to open your home and to allow anybody in and make them feel at home. You were never taught that your home can be your sanctuary and that you don't have to let everybody in. It's just an example, but you, you weren't programmed for that. Mm-hmm. That's not what a good woman does. A good Christian wife, let alone, right. you know, like she needs to open her home and be, you know, make people feel at home in her home. But we're also allowed to do those things. And then we're also allowed to change our mind. And there actually isn't any shame in that when we recognize that we have gone too far. But if we let shame dictate our silence. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Shame can't live out loud. Like shame lives in silence. Mm. So you have to, to combat that shame, you have to see it and you have to shine light on it and you have to let it out. And then you have to share your story, Mm. whether that is with that person or with a coach or with a friend or with a partner or, or with even, the whole world on a lot on a podcast, with, even with yourself. Yeah. Like it has to start there. If you can't share your story with yourself without shaming yourself. And this is one of the big things I talk about with like empowered relationships. They're not about communication. They're about connection 
safety and novelty. That's what I that's what I teach. And safety, you cannot create safety for someone else to share with you if you cannot hold a safe space to share your own shit that you're struggling with. Like if you hold yourself in contempt, if you judge yourself, if you shame yourself for what you've done, how the hell are you going to share that safely with someone else? Because you're going to come in an energy of like, I need to prove that that wasn't that bad. Right. But if you've already had compassion on yourself, had the conversation with yourself on, I recognize that I had shame about that and I didn't speak up, for instance, and I didn't do the things I need to do. And I was a shitty friend, shitty friend. Okay. I can own that part without shame. And then I'm not going to sit there and try to justify my actions to someone when I'm sharing. Right. Because I've already made it safe for myself to not be judged. It starts with us. It does. It always does. It always, it always starts with us. Always. So if you can't hold space for yourself, you can't hold space for others. Mm -hmm. So if you have trouble listening to someone and not holding judgments about them or their actions, take a look at if you're judging yourself because there is a huge parallel there. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I. For sure. It's like, I think I, I, in a post that I recently made, I think I said, your beliefs are always going to come out in the actions that you have to other people. Mm-hmm. Like they're always going to, to be mirrored mm-hmm. in your actions. So if you are treating other people a certain way, it almost always comes from the way you're treating yourself in some way. And you're not going to, you may not realize that at first, of course, because your conscious mind can only hold a very small amount of everything that's going on. But that just shows you that you've got some work to do. And that's not a bad thing. It's hard. And I mean, I don't want to say that every day has to be a slog of healing because that would not be realistic. That's not very fun. Um, we need to balance it out. And that's why I do add that novelty piece in relationship. Because, you know, if you're always having to talk about things and having to fix things in your relationship and heal, who the fuck wants to be in that? <laughs> that's true. Like, come on. <laughs> I do not want my everyday to have to be a hard conversation and to have to heal and have to look at my my traumas and my wounds and this and that. So you got to have a healthy dose of novelty and excitement and things that are just fun and forget about the conversation for a moment, build some connection, have some fun, and then maybe go back to the conversation. Because I guarantee it's not going to go well if you think you have to resolve everything before you can have fun. You oh, can't. absolutely. You can't. No, you absolutely. Can't. But that 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 is a that is a false belief that we are taught. You know, don't go to bed angry. Don't da, da, da. well. Sometimes maybe you do need to go to bed angry because you don't fucking know how to talk about it yet. And you can say, "I don't know what to say," and we can't resolve this right now. But I still love you, 
and we can still cuddle maybe, and that will maybe calm down our nervous system, but we don't have to resolve it always in the moment. And I think that that for me put so much pressure in my former marriage because I'm such a coach and I'm such a learner and I want to always better myself. And then I'm forcing other people to better themselves when they're not ready or wanting it. (laughs) And then it's just like, fuck off, Corrine. (laughs) I don't want to hear. And I don't want another meme sent to me. I don't Mm -hmm. want another reel. I'm sorry. I thought it was interesting. I thought you would like it. No, because I feel like you're wanting me to change one more thing. Can we just enjoy this moment? Yep. Yeah. Okay. You know, so we don't always have to be growing. We don't always have to be healing. And I just want to say that because for people like me (laughs) who are like, we're not, we haven't arrived yet. We haven't. (laughs) So like, fuck, go to the club and have a fucking night out, dance, dance away, have fun. I think that's what this lifestyle is, is so beautiful for is that we can just have a break from like the, the regular things of the world. And, and it's like, (laughs) like this secret society, you know, like we all have this hidden little secret and we're all enjoying it together. And we can't really go back to our like nine to five jobs and like say what we did for the weekend. Most people. And there's just something exciting and fun about that, that most people don't get to experience anymore. You know, like that it gives you a different energy. It's a little dopamine hit. It's like, oh, I had fun this weekend. And maybe you had a really nice moment with your with your spouse or your partner, like maybe you had a really good time at the back and like some really sexy time that you probably would never have had at home, you know, with the kids trying to be quiet or whatever. So like there's a really fun element of novelty that comes with the lifestyle. It is an added bonus. The lifestyle will not fix your relationships. (laughs) It's not going to fix you, which Mm -hmm. is why Sometimes I don't want to promote things as like couples counseling or couples. Like I do work with couples, but like I I am not going to solve your couple's problems because it's not always a couple thing. It's it's a it's something deeper. And until you're willing to just mm, take your focus off of what's wrong with someone else and and like own your shit and learn to love yourself. It doesn't matter how much therapy you go to. Mm -hmm. You're not going to resolve it. It's not about the right words or the right communication. It's, it's so much more than that. It's create safety with yourself and, and learn how to connect with others and not be in fear all the time of your thoughts and your emotions and Mm -hmm. Don't carry shame about that. Look, maybe you did get jealous. Maybe you maybe you had a moment. Like, don't shame yourself for that. That's absolutely normal. You can have compersion and be jealous in the same moment. Compersion is not the opposite of jealousy. Some people describe compersion that way. Compersion is simply joy in your partner's joy. So So I can have joy that my partner is experiencing something wonderful. And I can also in the moment have a a little trigger that brings up a little bit of jealousy. 
And that jealousy is there to tell me that there may be something missing in my life or something that I need to work on or something that I need more of that I simply just get to ask for. Doesn't mean I have to cut off their joy. That's just, I don't know where that came from, but it's just an (laughs) aside. I thought I'd throw in there. Somebody out there needed to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody out there needed to hear that. That's very true though. Yeah. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) This has been such a fun conversation, Joe. It has. I love that we've talked about the lifestyle so much because uh, I hadn't talked about the lifestyle in a little while. I've been talking about all kinds of things that relate to personal growth and love and tying it into ethical non-monogamy and how that can affect us in this world. But like, I think this was just really good for people that are really contemplating this world and this lifestyle and you don't have to fear it, but you do, you do need to, to be aware and know what the potential pitfalls are if you're not prepared for them because it's not just fun and games it's not just all about sex and it's not it's not meant to be like an escape it's meant to enhance yeah and and it's an escape where you can also be present in who you are and i think that's the thing it's like if you use it like alcohol to numb Mm, it's like an addiction. It's like, it's like you're just covering up what you don't want to deal with. But when you can fully be authentic in who you are and be present with yourself and love yourself and enjoy who you are, then you're coming to this experience present with who you are and fully engaged in the moment and in the experience. And you're not trying to get away from the experience or hide something. And it's just so much more meaningful. And your, your relationships and connections, like my friends aren't people who get drunk at the club. They're not the ones that I want to hang out with. Right. Maybe they're more fun when they're drunk, but if, if they need that in order to, to relax, that's, they're not my people because I want you to be relaxed in who you are and love yourself enough that you just get to be you and and you don't have to sit there and drink to to get to a place where you can feel comfortable with who you are. That's true. Yeah. You it's interesting that you said like um do they do they use it to numb like they do alcohol and I think a lot of people do. I think mm-hmm. they use the lifestyle to numb them to distract them yep. from the pain that they're experiencing instead of leaning into it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the other thing that the, my huge crazy growth moment that I had today was like how much I've been a bulldozer in my life. And mm. part of that I think is just, you know, me being that coach and like being very driven to like help people. And, mm. you know, I've, I've, told myself so many times that I'm like, well, I'm a fixer. I'm a fixer. And I'm like, I'm not going to say that anymore because I'm not, it's not my job to fix things because you're not broken and I'm not broken. I don't need to fix anything. I just need, you need understanding. Like I need to be understood. You need to be understood. So it's not my job to fix you. It's just my job to help you understand and to help myself understand. And I'm really recognizing um, that I've been a bulldozer and I have been like an asshole in, in as a friend and as a partner and pushy and 
that's not who I want to be. And, and I it, have it comes from a good place, but it also the the little sharp point of it is that you you get your validation from that. I do. I and was so like, there there is an expectation that they have to want your fixing and they have to be fixed in order for you to actually be valid. Absolutely. Which is the bulldozer side. I had a tantric coach tell me once and said, you are energetically rude. And I was like, what? (laughs) She goes, hold on. Let me explain it. Someone said that to me too. And I was like, (laughs) she goes, you push your energy on people without consent. And you need to learn to hold your energy within yourself and allow people to, to draw it out of you. And I was like, that. Just was a visual that I was like, ooh. Yeah, I do that. Yeah. I can definitely but see it's, me doing it's that. It's out of love and the deep desire to connect with people, but it's also because I didn't feel like I fit in a lot. And so I had to prove again, it's that scarcity, mm-hmm. right? I had to prove that I was worthy of being their friend. So I had to help them with something, fix something, and tell them, you know, how to parent better or how to do this or how to do that. And so I think that's been a big part of like my my burnout that's happened the past few weeks is just stepping back and sitting back and going I'm in no condition right now to help anybody because my energy has been wrong about it and I need to be of service for the simple sake of seeing people and and you know like shining a light on people to help them just be aware, just awaken people. And that's really my job is just to help people be more awake with love that I bring. And, and they don't need to fix anything for me to find worth because I have worth in myself. And, and that's, that's hard (laughs) because our trauma often has made us like, like that for a reason, right? It's hard. And it's also like, it's not like you ever find the the finish line of Mm-mm. worth you know there's always <laughs> there's no finish line of worth there's always going to be those pieces of you mm-hmm. that um you still struggle with always there's always going to be those pieces there's always going to be areas for you to grow in and you know confidence is like that it's not like an all or nothing thing it's a it's something that you're growing every single day Every single day. Yep. It is. Life is life is a challenge, but at the same time, life is amazing. Once it's, you once you embrace who you are, it's like you can't disappoint yourself. It's so fucking fun. It's, it's so, so awesome. It's so like, fucking fun. <laughs> like I don't have to show up as any which way. Other than what I would like to show up as. And when I'm honoring myself and I'm authentic to myself, then I don't have any shame about that. I'm not hurting other people because I'm not trying to prove anything. So I get to be me. And that energy is is loving and, and caring and kind. And so like I've thought about it, like working with my clients, it's like, I can teach you how to get what you want while still being kind and loving. Absolutely. Yeah. Because there is a way to do that. And that's like really fucking knowing who you are and what it is that you are designed to want and need and desire. And and when you're going after the things that you actually want, 
not things that you think you want or that you think you need because someone else told you that's what you need, then you're in alignment and your energy is totally different. It is for sure. Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. I know I need to listen back to my podcast sometimes because I'm like, I don't have anything to say. And then I'm like, oh, I'll listen back. I'm like, oh, that was good. I didn't, I didn't remember I said that. It's just things come, but it's like these conversations just bring up. I just, that's why I like this format for a podcast to me. It's just like, it brings out both of our geniuses. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like just this free flowing conversation just allows us to just think and, and ruminate and evaluate and teach and just learn as we go. And I love that. I just, think yeah. It's like, like you can build on each other. Yeah. 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 Which is awesome. This is why I love having guests because like, it's so not fun as a solo podcast when I do it. Cause I'm just like, Oh, there's no one to like bounce off of. Right. But like, uh, I just, I get that. I'm like most all of my podcast episodes are solo and I love that too though. But I think it's, um, I think it's because I've like leaned into that area for me mm-hmm. that just really works, mm-hmm. you know, and you you have to do that. You have to recognize that your journey is your journey and that what yep. is what yep. works for you. And it works for you because it's what works for you exactly. and that that's okay. And so if my journey looks different, mm-hmm. it's because it's my journey and it shouldn't look like yours because you're different than me. And so and, there's no, you draw different right, people, right? Yeah. And there's no one right way. And it's like, it kind of goes back to like, I can't tell you what to say because I'm not you. Like, I can't tell you the words to say, because if I tell you the words to say, they're not going to be authentic because they're going to be my words coming out of your mouth. And that's not going to feel right. That is not going to be received well, because it's not your fucking words. I can't tell you the words to say. Well, and I think that's why I, I resist telling someone what the words are. Like, I can help you formulate the concept of the sentence, but like- I am terrible with memory. If I had to remember like a certain way to say a sentence, I wouldn't be able to speak. I'd be like, oh, what was that? How do I say that? um." But to me, it's like the concept, the energy behind it is I want them to feel seen and safe and understood. So what could I say that helps them feel seen and safe and understood? Mm -hmm. That is to me more valuable than saying, okay, you must say, I hear you. I see you. I mean, I just feel like that sounds so canned. Um, and I did like that's just a lot of work to me. I would just stop having conversations. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that like my and it's the challenge I know when it, with relationships is that you're you're putting together two different people with two different minds and different ways of processing. And so the way that I communicate is like. I want to summarize and make sure that I'm hearing what you're saying. And so I use those words. I'm like, so what I'm hearing is, and that is a trigger for my husband every single time. He's like, don't analyze me. And I'm like, I'm not analyzing you. I'm just like, so what I'm hearing is this. Well, that's like like the number one tool in communication is you're supposed to do that. 
I don't do that. I forget half the time. And that gets me into trouble. So interesting <laughs> that he sees it that way. Yeah. Because and it's it's I'm like, I'm not trying to analyze you. I'm trying to make sure that I understand what it is that you're saying. But that and so I've tried to like find different oh, phrases or different ways to say it. Um have but you asked I, him? Have you asked him what what he might prefer? Like what phrase would help him? Um, we've we've come up with I, I don't think it's like a specific phrase. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like um and maybe it's like, are you saying this? Or it's just what for whatever reason that so what I'm hearing you say, and I know it's because he's like, Well, that's such a like Therapy, therapy phrase. Yes, that's therapy <laughs> speak. And he's like, I'm not looking for a therapist right now. And I'm like, I'm not trying to therapize you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I could see that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, I mean, there's no right or wrong way. And that's just proof right there because every communication, quote unquote, coach would tell you that is perfect to right. say that. What I'm hearing you say, and I always, I often feel guilty that I forget to say that. Mm-hmm. Well, look at that. But look at that. It so might it's... not be there. You know what I mean? So like we just can't. What I tell you to say is not necessarily going to work. I can give you models of ideas. Like in my boundaries training, I have like model sentences just so that there's like there's like a starting know, like, point. Yeah. Like this kind of thing should be followed by this kind of thing because it helps, you know, establish the, and there's just like a format, but like the exact word, I don't know. I get, I get, I really struggle when um, I get asked that. Just tell me the words to say. I t- mm. No, I'm not telling you the words to say. <laughs> but here's, here's the thing too, though, that I've had to realize is that sometimes at the beginning of your journey, you need somebody to tell you the words to say. That is true. In order for you to realize and learn through the process of mm. what you actually do need to say. Mm. And so it's like, it's try a, them on for size. Right. It's like, this, this is, is my model. starting point. This yeah, isn't, no, right. this isn't my, my ending point, but sometimes like you have to have a starting point. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you have to have those crutches to and be if, able if to, someone's never had that model, they don't even they, know where to start. They yeah. don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. Good point. Good point. Oh my goodness. Well, we gotta we gotta stop this because you know we're gonna keep going for another because we actually were booked for later time. So I know you have opening right now. We're both free these two times left. <laughs> actually, I'm not free. I need to get dressed and go to dinner. But um, it was so, so lovely to meet you, Joe. Is there, can you tell us where people can find you if they want more information? And I'll put that in the show notes as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I have a podcast. It's called The Confident Swinger, and it's available pretty much everywhere. Uh, I have a website uh, that's also the Confident Singer, confidentswinger.com. Let me try that one more time. Theconfidentswinger.com. <laughs> Um, and my podcasts are on there as well and like programs and ways to work with me and all of that stuff. But um, also on Facebook, I do way more Facebook than I do Instagram. Mm-hmm, so they're linked. So I have Instagram, but it's really just like the fake Instagram that like Facebook posts on. <laughs> so it's kind of a cheat, but um, <laughs> I do have it there and I respond to messages. So I need if you're- to figure out how to do that. 
Yeah, it's great. Yeah, because I don't <laughs> I don't love Instagram. Yeah. I, I only got Instagram when I got into business because mm-hmm. I had no desire to have a personal Instagram. My kids had to show me how to use it because I was like, I don't know what to what does this plus button mean? Or, yeah. Like, how do I do anything? I still can't navigate it at all. So I know how to go to like the the messenger, like the messaging system. I know how to go to that. And that's pretty much it. So I know they're like, oh, make reels. I'm like, how? How? I don't know how to do that. I mean, uh, a little bit. I've done a couple now. But like when it says, hey, do you want to take your pictures and turn it into a reel? I'll be like, check the pictures. Yes. Yes. Because a lot of pictures on oh. my camera roll could not be used on social media. I would get blocked and Same. banned and uh, in jail for a long time. Uh, Facebook jail or Instagram jail or whatever. So um, yeah, it's never, it's never safe to hand my phone over to anybody. Absolutely. Um, but that's a swinger problem. You know, you're a swinger when Exactly. When you cannot, when you show somebody your phone and say, look at this picture, don't swipe left or right. Yeah. When you have like huge anxiety about handing you your hold, phone over to you, you just hold it and show them. Don't like, hand oh, your phone like, over. No. no, you cannot. <laughs> because I'm not organized to go through those pictures and put them in a separate safe folder. Yeah. Anyways, like don't do work. this, kids. Don't do this at home. Don't follow our example. Anyways, your 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 parents might be doing this. You don't know. But anyways, kids, you're not supposed to be listening to this anyway. So turn it off and uh, hand it to your parents. And, and go to bed. Out. Turn off. It's past your bedtime. Go to bed. Jeez. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, it was so lovely to meet you. I do have to go, and I know you do. But thank you, Joe. And um, hopefully we can do this again. And maybe if you want a guest on your podcast, I would absolutely love to have another conversation with you. It would be so fun. Awesome. Yay. Yes, this was so much fun. Thank you. Yay. Anyways, mwah, big kisses, big hugs, and sending you good energy. And uh, just you're a gem. I loved, I loved everything about this. So mm. thank you. Thank you. Same. Ah, oh, so much love here. I, this is what I love about the community. Like this is my world. These connections. It's like my world is full of these kinds of connections. It's like instant, just like authentic to authentic. It's wonderful. I love it. Yeah, me too. Me too. So we want this for everybody. We want this for all of you. So when it comes to sex positivity, authenticity is the key. Have a great week and I will see you next week. What an incredible conversation that was. It was time to have this conversation. I think there's a lot of times that people who have made such a transition in their lives, who have decided to become non-monogamous, um, feel like they have done a lot of that work of of breaking free from conformity. But as we could see today, there's still a lot of work that needs to continue to be done. And it's so helpful to have someone sort of guide you through that process because there's a lot, there's so much change happening. And at the end of the day, we want you to be successful. We want you to enjoy your life. We want you to live authentically and to get the most out of this amazing life and build incredible connections and have an amazing community around you. And that requires you really being in the right mindset to be in that community 
so that you can feel at ease in your body and so that you know how to approach people and so you have confidence to really show up in the way that you want to show up. So I really encourage you, if you are thinking about coming into this world or if you are just new stepping into this world, reach out to us, reach out to Joe, reach out to me. I have my wonderful program breaking free from conformity that is such a great place to start to really put you in a place that you have a great foundation for this world and you can get rid of all that programming that isn't serving you anymore you were raised with a completely different way to see the world and a different way to see relationships. And that really shows up at such inopportune times in this world, sometimes in the beginning. And it's so helpful to have someone guide you through. I wish I would have had that in the beginning. I didn't know that that existed. I didn't even know coaching existed. So we would love to help you. I would love to help you. I just have such a heart for... um, just holding your hand and being a warm blanket and just guiding you through this process. It is just such an incredible journey and it is going to be challenging sometimes, but it is much easier if you know what you're getting into and if you know how to handle those things and how to shift your mindset so that you are successful. So I wish you all the best. I'm so glad you were here today. I love you and I will see you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Kareen Bedard Coaching, and you can visit my website at kareenbedard.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like and share it with your friends. I'd be so grateful if you could help by giving us a five-star review on Podchaser or iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe to our mailing list to be kept up to date about upcoming episodes and exciting news. Just visit our website at breakingfreeauthentically.com and scroll down to subscribe. You can also email me anytime. I'd love to hear from you. Send your messages and questions to kareen at kareenbedard.com. Are you a part of my Facebook community yet? Join us in Breaking Free Authentically. It's where you will find this sex-positive relationship community. I'd be thrilled to have you be a part of this community with me. All the links will be in the show notes, so don't forget to check it out. Remember, when it comes to sex positivity, authenticity is the key. Have a great week.